welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Welcome back, friends, to Deeply Rooted. I'm Esther Jennings, and I'm here today with my friends Martha Muntz and our new friend, Esther Shenuda, who we recently heard her story of coming to Christ and renewal and finding purpose in Jesus Christ. So if you haven't listened to her testimony, it's a two-part testimony that just precedes this devotional. We um, at Deeply Rooted would like to look at the book of Esther. Um, Today, Martha is going to look at the first part of Esther's story, and uh, she'll introduce us to it, and we'll encounter some valuable life lessons. Thank you, Esther. It is such a pleasure to be here with both of you, Esthers. And I must agree, it's just been wonderful to hear Esther Shanuda's story and also to be spending some time with you, Esther. So as we mm-hmm. look at Esther in the Bible, it's a very dramatic story. It is a book of history, and it's Esther's story and a snapshot of her life. So what do we know about the Jewish people at the time of the book of Esther? We know that God had allowed them to be defeated in battle and taken away to first Babylon and then the Persian empire took over. And so there were many Jewish people still living in the Persian empire. So Esther lived in the capital city of this Persian empire and Her life was a challenging one, I think, because one thing we know about her, her parents both died. So she was raised by her cousin, Mordecai, and he must, I'm assuming, have been a bit older than she was. He took her in and raised her as his own daughter. Now, that's the Jewish situation. That's Esther's situation. But these dramatic events happened because of what was going on in the political realm, the king and his queen. So the Persian empire was run by a king who had absolute power to do anything he wanted. And that king also had a queen. And their actions really play into Esther's story. We read that the king was having a drunken banquet that went on for days. So that gives you a sense of the environment in that kingdom. And so this king, as he's drinking, and as men will do, he wanted to show off to all his buddies. And he thought, I'm going to get my wife in here, Queen Vashti, and show them, not only can I put on a great party, but I have got this wonderful, good-looking wife for them to admire. And Queen Vashti said, no, I, I won't come. Now, it's interesting. We today would sympathize with her. But when you think of the political scene, can you imagine our prime minister saying, "I'm, you know, my wife is coming and then she won't show up? It's pretty humiliating for the king. And so this is not just a household spat. This is the queen who refuses to do what the king wants her to do. And I think Queen Vashti was just too proud. She had some other options. She could have maybe sent a messenger and said, okay, uh, get it set up and I'll show up at the beginning of the party tomorrow, you know, before they were all too far gone in the drinking. Or she could have come with a bunch of servants with her just to make sure, you know. Um, 
But there are ways that she could have responded to her husband without humiliating him. But no, she's too proud to do that. And so she won't do what her husband says. And her husband gets angry at that. No surprise there. And all his buddies advise him, you can't let this stand. So he kicks out the queen, gets rid of her. And then he's without a queen. So his buddies tell him, why don't you have a beauty contest to pick the next one? And so the king thinks, that's a great idea. Let's have a beauty contest. And he gets all the beautiful young women to come, and he's going to check them all out. And so that's where we start with Esther, because she got taken to the king's palace as one of the contestants to be the king's new queen. And if she pleases the king, maybe he'll pick her. I'm going to ask Esther S. if she will read from Esther chapter 2, and we can see what happened. Okay, so going from chapter 2, verse 15. When the turn came for Esther to go into the king, she asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who had charge of the woman, advised. Now Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all who saw her. And when Esther was taken to King Xerxes, the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she won the grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Esther continued to keep her family background and nationality a secret. She was still following Mordecai's directions, just as she did when she lived in his home. And what we see about Esther here, what stands out to me as I was reading this, we had Queen Vashti. She wouldn't listen. I'm not doing it. Esther listened. She listened to the eunuch, Haggai, who knew all the things the king liked. You know, that might be part of why she won the contest. She didn't say, no, I've got this. I know the robe to wear and the eye eyeliner to put on or the lipstick he might like or the perfume. No, she says, what did you think the king likes? Tell me more. She had the humility and the good sense to listen to people who loved her and had good advice for her. So I think that shows you a lot about her character. And what a contrast to that proud queen, Vashti. Yeah, I think that, I think a beautiful part about Esther's story that, like you said, it's not set in this age and time. And I think a lot of times when we read the story of Esther, we can kind of glamorize it. And we can think, oh, it's just one big beauty pageant. And when I was a kid, I remember that was, you know, the story where I thought she becomes queen. Her life is amazing. She has it all together. But when you think about the reality of it, strip you away from everything that you know, and they put you in this completely new environment that you have no clue what you're doing in. And so I think when we come to the heart of what Esther really did, what she stepped into, um, I just love, one thing I love about her is her obedience um, and to be faithful with what God puts in front of you. And kind of what you mentioned, Martha, um, you know, yes, she was in this uncomfortable situation. She was away from all she knew. She couldn't even tell people who she really was. Um, there was kind of just like this tension in the air. Like, you know, I can't tell people I'm a Jew, but I still have to like do my best where I am. And so I think that seeing her step into obedience um, with that humble spirit is just such a lesson for us in our, in our own lives to be wherever God calls us into, whether it's a difficult place, whether we feel like we're being pulled out of comfort in the middle of the night, um, to just trust him, to just trust him and not knowing why we're there, but doing our best where we are. The objectifying of women is something that we are 
totally against. And Mm -hmm. we understand that that is not God's plan either. Um, But Vashti was going against the grain. She was not willing to be objectified. But I think she could have, like Martha said, could have gone about uh, it a different way. But she was just, I think it was her attitude. It was her heart attitude. And, um, you know, I've I've got this book. It's a little t- book called From Pride to Humility by Stuart Scott. And um, it is chock full of scripture references that speak about different ways that we see pride. And uh, one of them is, resisting authority and being disrespectful. And so often we think of pride as um, just when somebody is haughty, but we forget that pride can manifest itself when we think we know best. And um, so I I like this passage in uh, 1 Peter 3, where it says, uh, 1 Peter 3 and 4, and it says, Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Mm. And I think that's what Esther showed was that not only was she beautiful on the outside, but she had a beautiful spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can really aim for and and try to exemplify in our lives is that gentle and quiet spirit, Mm -hmm. which in God's sight is very precious rather than I know best and and nobody can tell me what to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I do think part of humility that Esther shows, we know from later in the story, she has such a strong um, and courageous personality. Mm -hmm. But mm-hmm. if you look later in the story, there's a huge contrast in how she approaches the king, how she gets her own way, which she does get her own way. Um, but she does it without uh, disrespecting him. And Esther, I think it was you that said sometimes, Esther Jennings, we we think, you know, in this day and age, it's it's fine to disrespect authority or... Um, we're just right and everyone else is wrong. And I think one of the reasons perhaps that the king really responded to Esther in this biblical story is because of her um, her spirit mm-hmm. of humility. Can you imagine him mm-hmm. going from Vashti, who obviously was pretty full of herself, to someone who was willing to listen and be more gentle and build him up? And I think mm-hmm. we should take Esther's point of view not be like Vashti who thought more of her own self-image and wouldn't do anything that might make her look a bit uh weak but be like Esther who knows that God is supporting her and just listen to what people say give them a chance to talk to you be humble enough to take good advice from people who love you um and not be so full of ourselves that we can't even think that we need advice. Um, and, uh, and we have so many options out there of people who can build into our lives. We're going to have our first life group this week and I look forward to it. You know, I won't like it if somebody tells me something or challenges me probably, but I hope that I will listen to that and take it to heart or mentors, or even when the pastor preaches and something you know, challenges me. 
rather than shutting that out and saying, I don't need to listen to that. I can say, God, are you speaking to me in this? What would you have me do? Mm -hmm. So I would say, let's capture the blessing of having a willingness to be humble and listen to wise advice. If we do that, we really open the door in our life to God's spiritual giftedness and to even practical gifts that he wants to give us. So ladies, as you've listened to the beginning of our series, um, on the book of Esther, we encourage you to just uh, take a look at the book. It's just before Job in your the Old Testament. Start reading through it as we uh, share these devos each week. And we hope that you will become more deeply rooted in Jesus and more confident in his love. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ.